Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. What a great um, scripture to finish our passage, our, our time of worship on, isn't it? It's a beautiful way to finish. And particularly, we didn't plan it, but to have a verse that's anchored around the thoughts about peace for this week seems particularly apt. Shall we start with a prayer? Lord Jesus, as we examine and consider your word together, bury your spirit in our hearts that we might hear from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'd like to start with a question. What did you wear last week? What did you wear last week? Can you recall what outfit you put on each day? Did it feel right for what you were doing? Did it fit right? Because uh, let's be honest, you wouldn't wear your best wedding outfit for a riverside walk, would you? No? Okay, no takers for that. Was your clothing warm enough? Cool enough? Or on Friday, not this Friday just gone, but the Friday before that, was it windproof enough? Last week, um, we finally managed to go skiing for the first time in nine years, a trip that we booked over two years ago. It was a joy, but I have to say, one thing really frustrated me, and it's something that's been frustrating me for quite a few years. Now, that may be something to do with my age and the fact that I'm a woman, but I have a real problem with temperature control and clothing. Um, my clothing's either too hot when I'm active or too cold when I'm still. So I seem to go through this phase of layers on, layers off, layers on, layers off. Any takers, anybody nodding? Yes, thank you very much. Particularly ladies, thank you. <laughs> now this minor frustration might, makes me wonder about something really important in our passage. Jesus isn't inviting us to a layers on, layers off kind of faith. It's not a worship that we put on sometimes. It's not love put on but taken off when it gets too hot or too tricky or too complicated to live out. We're not invited to be part-time worshippers of God, but full-time ones. So I wonder if the attention I paid last week to my clothing frustrations takes up more of my time and attention than the time and attention I need to give to being clothed with Christ each day. To being clothed with Christ each day. Do I find it easier to recall what I wore each week and each day, or do I find it easier to recall what spiritual clothes I cried out to God for? When did you or I last ask God to clothe us with a compassionate heart, with kindness, with humility, with weakness, with patience, with forgiveness, with peace, or with love, which binds all together. When did I ask God to help me put that clothing on? From the message translation, 
It reads like this. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. What does it look like to allow Christ to have the run of my house, of my life? What does that look like for you? So if we start at the beginning, clothing ourselves with the nature and the attributes of Christ only comes about in response to what God has already done. Jesus is the sole son of God the King. Jesus is the only one who walked this earth and was able to wear those attributes, those clothing attributes that are in our passage perfectly. Jesus wore peace in the face of conflict, something that might feel particularly compelling and challenging to us this week. Jesus wore kindness in the face of hatred. Jesus chose humility over pride, forgiveness rather than grudges. And for that very reason, Jesus is the perfect heir to God the King. And through his death and resurrection, Jesus Christ invites us to be part of God's family. We can then stand in the place of that family that Jesus has made for us. We can wear the clothing and carry status that seems far beyond our ability to carry off. Clothing that might look something like this. I'm not quite up to being an astronaut. I should imagine in Russia there are some young men who aren't feeling quite up to wearing the clothing that they've been invited to wear by their leader. There might be some people in the Ukraine this week who are invited to do things that they feel unexpectedly drawn to this week. Let's be really honest. Sometimes, as Natalie, I'm not capable every day and every moment of wearing a compassionate heart, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, nor an outer dressing of forgiveness, peace, and the love of God, which binds all things together. So where do we go from here? If I don't fit the garments that God is inviting me to put on in verse 12 of our reading, if those clothes don't fit for me, how do I feel? How do I hold a heart of peace? What happens next? If we can't become naturally good in one moment of passionate Christian enthusiasm and effort, how do we respond to the challenge of this passage? I think it's a bit of a conscious act undertaken regularly and repeatedly and if we skip through, not to this slide, the next slide, but the one after, please. It's a conscious act undertaken regularly and repeatedly. In verse 17, we're reminded in the name of the Lord Jesus that we offer our lives with thanksgiving to God. It's a bit like that young child trying to wear the clothes of an adult, those shoes that don't quite fit. They play dress up in order to learn how it feels to wear the clothing and the lifestyle of an adult. Now, I think I missed a step in my childhood development. 
because balancing on heels is something I've never quite mastered. I think it comes from the fact that I was always a bit of a tomboy, more comfortable in shoes like these than in heels. And this image of dressing up is something that's really powerful because we have to dress every day, don't we? I hope you, yeah, you're all dressed today. That's good, okay. So we know that we have to dress each day. Um, and sometimes we switch our clothes around. So I didn't come to church in my pajamas this morning. I had a morning wash and I got dressed in something appropriate. And each day, maybe that's the clue. We need to step into that dressing and clothing of Christ. Maybe as you put on a shirt or a jumper or a t-shirt tomorrow, you can imagine yourself stepping into that clothing of Christ in our passage. Christ, fill me with a compassionate heart for the people in areas of conflict. Fill me with kindness. Fill me with your humility, your meekness, your patience, your forgiveness, with peace or with the love that binds all together. So putting on clothes is a bit like putting on these attributes of Christ. But I wonder how that happens. Because I know there are days when I draw back from forgiveness because I'm still carrying some frustration with somebody. Or when at the end of a busy day, I'm short and abrupt rather than overflowing with kindness. These are the moments where we take hope from the lines in verse 12 of our passage that we are God's chosen, holy and beloved. Do you feel chosen, holy and beloved today? Because if you don't, you are, you are chosen, holy and beloved. And these clothes that God offers through the sacrifice of his son have plenty of growing room. They're like those shoes that are on the slide. We learn to live in this beautiful clothing because Christ equips us to. Not because we try hard. We learn to live in this clothing because we choose to dress well. In verse 15 it says, Allow Christ to rule in your hearts. So we do this by simply asking God, for his kingdom rule to become apparent in our lives. In the face of conflict, giving us hearts for peace. Giving us kindness rather than hatred. Enabling us to walk in humility rather than in pride. And to step towards forgiveness rather than carry grudges. This beautiful clothing equips us for something and finds its fullest expression in unity. And that's why there's a call to forgiveness within our passage. It's when we allow Christ to heal our hurts between one another, across nations, that we are able to glimpse the perfect harmony that's written about in verse 14. At the point that we make a conscious choice to live united lives, we become open to the Holy Spirit's wisdom. And sometimes that wisdom is spoken through another's mouth. In verse 16, we hear that we might hear the words of Christ, his teaching and his call to change, 
We might hear that through a sermon. We might hear it through something that somebody in a small group says. We might need to admonish one another in wisdom as we gather in small groups, or as the message puts it, to instruct and direct one another in good common sense. In good common sense. Rather than receiving the words of wisdom as condemnation, as someone critiques us, we might see it as just and as a helpful prompt, a call to change. We might be able to see the truth spoken in love by a fellow Christian. Words that enable us to become more Christ-like. And when dressed in this clothing of Christ together, we'll have songs of thankfulness to sing to God. Because in unity, we'll all be dressed in love. When forgiveness, unforgiveness pervades our life, we are giving space to Satan to speak and stir dissent. When unforgiveness pervades our life, we're allowing Satan's space to stir dissent. Unity is seen in love and peace and is the very sign of God at work in our Christian community. Where that unity is absent, conflict is rife, and we should rightly feel the strain of the absence of God's peace. So our role is to ask God to make his peace apparent in our own lives, but as David said, to speak words of prayer that that peace would be apparent across the globe. So what is Christ's invitation to us from this passage? I'd like to suggest it's to dress daily in his clothing, to those lives that look like continual whole life worship. It's a conscious choice of a life of worship expressed in verse 17 through our words, our deeds, our everything. We might have days when our clothing feels like an odd fit or where the temperature control's not right. In those days, we remind ourselves of our royal lineage. We clothe ourselves in the garments of royalty because through Christ, we are sons and daughters of a heavenly king so those ill-fitting clothed days are the days when we dress resolutely with all the help and love of the beloved Son of God. So we dress like royalty. Have you ever noticed what dressing like royalty looks like? It's a crown of thorns, nails, and a purple garment. It's tricky clothing to wear. It's not easy fit. Yet we still dress in it daily, prayerfully asking the Holy Spirit to equip us with forgiving hearts, filled with songs of thankful worship. So at the beginning of tomorrow morning, what are you going to ask God to dress you with? Which of these attributes of Christ will you pray for? Personally, I think this week, I'm going to pray for peace. I'm going to be praying to have a more compassionate heart and the love which binds all things together. 
But what's the clothing that's a good fit for you? What does God want to gift to you today? How might you consciously ask him to dress you as his beloved son and daughter? In the light of this week's news, having a compassionate heart might feel very different to how you've prayed for it in the past. Let's pray. Lord, we look at these words of your scripture and ask you to dress us with those attributes that fit so weirdly on ourselves. They feel like they're ill-shaped, ill-fitting, but they're beautiful. They are beautiful. So would you equip us with the clothing that you call us to wear? Dress us beautifully as sons and daughters of yours. Give us compassionate hearts. Give us the kindness that's so readily absent. Replace our pride with humility. Give us meekness and patience. And in our time of worship right now, bind us with that love that comes from your Son, our Saviour. Amen.